Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome to No Church Answers. This is a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 314, hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarline, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Boom! Not sure where you ended up. Spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And that is where we are. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. But each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And we're out meeting daily challenges just like you. And that's why we're here. We're having a Christian discussion for men that you basically can't have anywhere else. And unlike others, we aren't taking church answers. So we're glad that you've joined us. You know, this podcast has been called Deliberately Provocative and Unexpectedly Funny. So we're so glad that you checked us out. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com. So Please rate our podcast and leave a review. And, of course, it would not be possible without your support. So thanks so much. At this time, I'm going to go jump right in and uh, introduce our panel. Uh, He is a former world-class policy writer, a current professional gambler. He's the show producer, Mr. Steve Ditch. Yo! Steve. He is a former prosecutor. He is an attorney, kind of the group historian. We call him the judge. It's Michael Cropper. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. And our uh, industrial strength trainer and theologian, the Professor Robert Koshu, is on an excused absence. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically just a salesman and uh, kind of the director here. So, And without any further ado, I'm going to jump right in. This one is called... Speak truth fearlessly, uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Yes, uh, thanks, Bill. We are beginning a deep dive into Paul's letter to the Galatians. We're using Connect 360, another uh, GC2 book. Uh, the title is cry, A Cry for Freedom, Grace That Is Still Amazing. And, of course, it's, it's the Galatians letter that Paul really certainly begins to spell out the doctrine of sola gratia, uh, by grace alone we are saved, uh, not by adherence to law or our own efforts at good works. And this, of course, the, the, this idea gets further developed in the letter to Romans. This, uh, Galatians is, to be, is believed to be one of the earliest letters, perhaps even the first, uh, well, the the, the earliest surviving letter of, of Paul that we know of, and it may have been written as early as A.D. 48, which is 28 years or so after the resurrection and crucifixion. So this is very much still a, a growing early church, uh, but already problems are setting in, and that's what he addresses. And we're really going to just look at the beginning here of the letter his, and, and uh, really mine that for some interesting man up lessons. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, folks, we uh, we did a podcast number 310 before uh, Thanksgiving. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. I listened to that last night and it's uh, about how men can exercise and extend God great, God's grace to people 
And I actually found it very enlightening, very, very uplifting. And I'm going to quote a, a I'm going to paraphrase and quote a comment by, by Bill on definition of grace. Grace is the power to hurt someone who deserves it, but you do not do it. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, folks, Reverse, go back and listen to, to, uh, to 310. You'll, you'll get a kick out of it. We have a lot of uh, interesting comments and a lot of humor in it, too, as well. Now, um, God freely gives us all who will, by faith, believe and trust His Son, Jesus Christ. He will give us salvation whether we're a Jew, a Gentile. And it's interesting those two are separate because the Jews make up a relatively small population of this world, right? The Gentiles make up, what, 100 categories, 1,000 categories, cultures, whatever you want to name. They make up a tremendous amount of people. And and so I, I, would, I, would, I wish I would say that the, this is a quote from the author in the first paragraph of the lesson uh, Steve is talking about. Receiving Jesus as God's gift of grace equates to salvation, and nothing more is needed to be connected to the living God. And somehow I connect that with freedom, folks, the freedom to choose Jesus Christ. And I'm just make a couple of comments about freedom. Um, folks, we live in a free country. What does that mean? Free has several connotations or definitions. The verb is release from captivity, confinement, or slavery. Now, that to me is the most appropriate definition they may fit us because Jesus died for our sins and he released us from the bondage of sin. Now, in the adjective, something is free, we say it's not under the control or in the power of another person or another, and it's able to act or do as it one wishes, not costing or charging anything. <clears throat> Folks, if you see, receive an item for free, Someone gives you a gift. It may not cost you anything, but you know what? One day it costs somebody else something. I moved into a house a couple of years ago when I had acquired a lot of tools, including nail gun, table saws, and I gave most of them away because they took up space in my garage, and they were old, and I decided I will not use them again. So the carpenter tools cost me a lot of money when I bought them. But the recipient was very happy because he didn't pay anything for them. So it's free for him, but it's costly to me. And of course, you know what I'm getting to, folks, the gospel of Jesus Christ. God gave us through grace, and we'll probably discuss grace a lot more, but through God's grace, we were given the freedom to choose to, uh, to accept Jesus Christ as Savior. And by it, we were given salvation and the gift of eternal life. So freedom is not free, whether it's in a country or a religion. And if you know about most other religions, Christianity is the only one that says it's free. It's a free gift from God, and it's by His grace. The other religions out there all require that you do something to try to reach God. So anyway, we're going to discuss that more today. Bill? Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. And uh, for today's lesson, it's Galatians 1, 1 through 10, and this is the NIV version. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me, to the churches in Galatia. 
Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Steve Titch. Well, we see a very assertive Paul here, a, uh, which, which we do want to get into because I think that's, that's a really a, a good part in this small section of text. But let, let's set some background here uh, with, um, with what Paul is addressing. Now, I, I think I'm going back to my, you know, my policy ways of thinking. Uh, a lot of people, including myself and maybe you guys too, have cut the cable cord, so to speak. There's this trend around the country that people are uh, giving up cable TV, the, the classic cable box, and instead turning to streaming platforms like, uh, certainly like Disney Plus, uh, Hulu, um, and there are even platforms like YouTube now and FUBU, which will give you the entire, uh, which will give you the selection that cable TV used to give you at a far lesser price. So uh, what, what's going on here is a new deal for you, a new arrangement. The old arrangement of where when you got your cable order in and did all this, uh, that's gone. That's leaving us. Now, if you've been following policy, which maybe not most of our, but I do, you'll find that on two fronts, the local communities, the local towns, and the federal government, there's one to assess your streaming providers with the same fees and taxes they put on cable companies, a franchise fee, which it makes, I'm not going to advocate here, but a, a cable company pays a franchise fee because it uses town resources. The streaming platform is not using your local town resources. It's not digging up streets. There's no, there's no franchise to pay for there. And, but, but this is like what's going on here. Um, let's, 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 and it's a very loose analogy, but uh, there are, there, since there is a certain element of, of still Jewish people in the, who, who are following Jesus, they still want to apply the old rules to this new covenant. And among those is, is and we'll later get into the specifics in, in, in later podcasts because this is, this is going to be 13 weeks almost. 
Um, but, you know, circumcision, of course, was the big one. But all those points of Torah law that we've talked about in the past, the 612, they insist they still apply. Now, Paul's message is that Jesus liberated us from that. We are covered from that so we can move on to better things in terms of our relationship with God. We're not running around weathering, whether we're, we're, we're meeting all the 612 rules of the Torah, of all the tradition, of all of that. And so that's really where, the, where this is going to start from. Um, so uh, well, I'll let you guys talk about it, but essentially what Paul really comes out of the box, swinging, Bill, swinging, that what you're being taught is wrong. And this is, this, is, this, is, this, is a, this is the new deal, so to speak, the gospel I am giving you. See, I would have, when I heard, this is exactly what I expected you to go with. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Because to me, it did seem like it was a policy paper that was written to a church. It's, it's something that you would, be, you would deliver by courier. It's not something that you would stand up and give a speech. Okay? It's, it has that as if it needed to be three-hole punched and put in a personnel book. This is, you know, this is, this is what has to be done. A policy book. The, this, but the Judaizers on yes. this. The, the, they're providing a policy book. Now that you're, now right. that you've converted, now that you've accepted, this is Jesus, what you have to do. Here's the thing. Boom, and, and a binder falls in right. front of you. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> and and what Paul's doing is saying is this. No. That's mm -hmm. not it. You know, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you have to look at this. This is very interesting to me. There's several points. A couple points I want to make here. Uh, some of these Jews, and they claim to be Christians in Galatia, uh, and came to Galatia, and uh, they heard of conversions of Galatians that Paul had made, and then he left and went on to preach in other areas of the uh, the, the countries, and, and Macedonia, whatever, Greece, whatever. Anyway, they came and thought the Galatians, and, and I'm trying to explain what happened here because it, it helps me understand what we're talking about, folks. He, they came to thought the Galatians, they must become Jews, Mm -hmm. to complete mm -hmm. Christians. And, and, and Paul doesn't say this because he's so angry. Steve <laughs> is absolutely right. Steve is, Paul is so angry that he skips a lot of lines and a lot of points that they're trying to make here. The first thing he says, you don't have to be circumcised. What he actually taught was in five, uh, one five. he says that they want them to come Jews also. Now, is this logical? This could be a logical conclusion. Do you know why? Because Jesus was a Jew, right? He was taught the Mosaic mm -hmm. rules. He knew them backward and forward. That's why he could attack the Pharisees. However, Jesus taught that the law was subservient to mercy and grace, which is very, very true. Uh, and, and after so many blessings by, by God, Jews who had been following all the rules set out by Moses, and, and as Steve said, uh, the very basic laws of Leviticus and Numbers, uh, the most important thing Moses taught right off and God wanted people to believe is that God is full of grace and love and they are to worship him with all their heart, soul, and mind. That's the number one rule they were to follow. Number two was love your neighbor as yourself. Then God saw that they were coming out of a country 
called Egypt, and they had been subjected for 400 years mm-hmm. to the gods in Egypt, following, uh, sacrificing animals, sacrificing things, and he wanted to lay out a plan and a set of rules that they wouldn't screw up on, okay? So what happens, folks, whenever you learn and try to memorize all these little rules, jots and tittles, and do all the things right, which animals get can be sacrificed, which can be eaten, which can be cooked and eaten, and which cannot be cooked and eaten, and which are not perfect and which are imperfect. Once you learn all those rules, you begin to worship the rules. Now, of all the people that teach the Galatians about freedom and tell them, by grace and love, God has given us Jesus Christ, is Paul. Because mm-hmm. he was the Pharisee of the Pharisees. Folks, he was a perfect Pharisee. He knew things backward and forward, the law. He exercised it. In fact, he didn't mind. All of you know that he was there when when uh, Stephen was killed, when Stephen was martyred, and, mm-hmm. and he was absolutely approving it. Now, he wasn't, I don't think he was one that threw the rocks, but he was there when it occurred, and he says that. I was there, and I was giving my approval to it when Stephen was martyred. And, and then, so he leaves there to go and attack and hurt other Christians, and God knocks him off his horse. So everything that Paul knew, everything Paul believed, and remember these rules are a guidance or a map to God himself. At least that's what the Jews believed. When in fact, the, the true way to God was to love him with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself, and God would help lead you through truth, into truth, by doing those first two, th- two rules first. But they didn't. They, they put all the legal jots and tittles mm-hmm. and all the little tiny rules in place. And this is what got them into trouble. And Paul, of all people, was one of the top dogs that followed those rules, believing that it would give him eternal life. And so when God knocked him off his horse, he had nothing to stand on. God had to mm-hmm. remake him. Excellent. Uh, you know, and just going to go ahead and switch topics for a minute. You know, Steve, uh, over the holidays, I got a chance to sample that uh, Magic Mind elixir. And that you go. got. <laughs> you, you know what? I, it was actually quite awesome. And the, the reason why is um, I, I'm a coffee drinker. Like, I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. basically, everybody knows me knows. Uh, my wife's half Colombian, and so I like a big a mug of hot bold coffee in the morning that's how I start it you know um but see over the holidays though I wasn't working and so there wasn't really any reason to get that morning caffeine you know boost um so I you know dropped in a little bit of that magic mind instead and I was alert but I also noticed I didn't get the jittery um of it I mean, it's excellent. And then, like what you said in uh, previously, that you did the afternoon. I, I never do caffeine in the afternoon because I can't sleep. But so I, I just never, I just never do. I mean, if I, I have that little swoon where you're starting to get a little tired around two thirty or so, before, before you get the energy back up for the rest of the day. And I did the magic mind, 
uh, instead, uh, I usually have just cold water. Or, I mean, or if I'm really kind of tired, I'll do, I'll do like apple juice. And it really helped with my focus. I, I, I noticed it. It was, it, it was excellent. Usually when I prep for the podcast, and I like Bill is telling you, uh, I, I will get tired in the afternoon and, uh, and sometimes want to go take naps. But I took a bottle, a little bottle of the, uh, the Magic Mind yesterday afternoon so I could, uh, Steve had talked about it, Robert talked about how great it was. I drank a little bottle of that mm-hmm. yesterday, sometime about 3.45 while I was studying. And I usually get sleepy then. Uh, well, I forgot I did it. About 5.28, and by the way, I was listening to podcast number 310, which I mentioned to the first mm-hmm. of this, this podcast. At about 5.28, I noticed that I was alert. I had been listening to all the podcast 310, and it includes some references to grace. And I do not know when magic mind kicked in. All I know is it worked. It did. I was alert, and I never took a nap. So I was focused, I processed the podcast at a clear level, that felt very clear level, and the best part was that I felt no fatigue, and I didn't drink Diet Coke or coffee, which I don't do in the mm-hmm. afternoon anyway, because like Bill, I, I wouldn't sleep. But anyway, so whatever's in Magic Mind worked, and it boosted my energy and my focus. Excellent. Uh, I just find it to be a, a, pra- a procrastination killer. And, I, and, I, and I'm like the afternoon guy, about 3 p.m., uh, you know, you know there's time to get a project finished, and you want to feel good about it, you want to get it out off your desk, but you're still tempted to slack off or do something less taxing, like make a few calls and, and leave the, leave the quote-unquote heavy lifting for the next morning. Now, a small bottle of Magic Mine got, got me over that late-day hump. And, you know, you can drink matcha tea by itself, but too much of it has absolutely the same effect as caffeine, as a, as a, as a bold, you know, giant cup of coffee, and it may be worse. Uh, the folks at Magic Mind have hit upon a formula that blends matcha with additional compounds, catechins, nootropics, adaptogens, and, and this balances the matcha rush with stress reducers and anti-inflammatories. And, um, you know, it doesn't, you know, you look at it and you wonder how it's going to taste like. It has this very nice agave uh, flavor, very refreshing. Um, and the blend gives you the energy and focus you need without the nerves, irritability, and the mood cycle you get from typical caffeinated drinks. That's what I'm hearing from you guys. Um, and, of course, other benefits are the lower blood pressure and a strengthened immune system. Man, no question about it. And the Magic Mind team has created a super offer for me to share with our listeners. Order within the next 10 days and you'll get up to 56% off your first delivery subscription and 20% off your one-time purchase with the code NOCHURCH20. To redeem the special offer, go to magicmind.com backslash Jan No Church. That's magicmind.com backslash J-A-N-N-O-C-H-U-R-C-H. Then use the code NOCHURCH20 when ordering. But hurry, the 56% discount only lasts 10 days from our episode's drop date. This is 
podcast number 314, Speak Truth Fearlessly, is what it's about. And we're talking about Paul's letter to the Galatians and uh, is basically kind of uh, chewing them out in a way. Well, this is, this is I think, the, the man lesson in this, in this small section, and we, we will get into the specifics as, this, as the study goes along. But what, I, what, I, what I'd like to, to maybe look at here and why you know, we're calling this speak truth fearlessly is that we, we have Paul here, as I said, he's coming out swinging. And, and I think the man lesson here is to, to not shy away from speaking the truth when you know it's the truth. So he, uh, he, he comes out immediately and says, this is who I am. I, this is Paul, an apostle, not sent from men, but by Jesus Christ, the God, the Father. He, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't say, you know, it's, I'm just another voice in the crowd, hear me out. He, he asserts his authority here, which is sometimes... As as Christians, we're we're discouraged from doing, you know, and and uh, but here he is speaking, and this is who he is. It's not it's not as if he's boasting at all. Oh, look at me. He's saying this is this is these are the facts here. You and and you spelled it out. I got bumped off my horse. I met Jesus, and I am sent by him with this gospel. And then he goes on to say even more, and, and this is particularly pointed in our culture. He said, and folks, this is the gospel, not what you're suddenly hearing from, from these uh, people who, who there was, I think this is a curse upon them. Right. And so uh, my, my, what I kind of want to go into here is, is as men really having the courage to doing that and, and, and looking at times even as christians that there's a you know we we are certainly should be humble and and thoughtful and and charitable but there is a line you know it's kind of funny when uh when i read this uh i immediately went back into my contracting (laughs) uh shoes thinking about this um this to me seemed very much like a policy letter mm-hmm. to a lot of people, whereas the vast majority of our life is lived on an individual basis. And it, it just reminded me of the difference between two different painters. <clears throat> I want this wall painted, okay? I get an amateur painter. The wall might be painted, but the lines won't be straight, probably won't get the corners. The wall will be painted, but just not right. I have this one painter, Izzy, that I worked with many times. I'm unilingual, and so is he. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's the it's a different language. <laughs> but he's awesome. And he looks at it as art. Painting actually is him. And I think so many times as Christians, uh, we get on our high horse and start judging people when the reality is this. Um, Faith 
is to make the crooked straight. And your devotion to faith as you get older in the faith should make it easier. <laughs> it shouldn't be it shouldn't be harder. And it just reminds me the other visual besides this, and I'm sorry to take it all, all this time, but I'm thinking about this. When on the farm, because we had some woods, and we'd cut a path through the woods to get to a different field or so. It would start out, it would be all crooked because you'd go around this tree and this tree and this tree. But you use it a few times, you run over some of those trees and you tear up some of your equipment and stuff. But eventually the crooked typically becomes straight <coughs> over the years. And that's kind of life. And that's kind of faith, I think. Of course, there's the big tree that you'll never get out rid of like maybe you're 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 one thing you'll always be an angry person or you'll always be an alpha person that'll be a thing that you'll always have to work on but the vast majority of stuff by your devotion it it should get easier you know mm -hmm. and i think to me paul is just making sure these they follow the right roadmap, and, mm -hmm. and that's that's what i think about the the whole letter I think about, um, first of all, Jesus himself, because he's our ultimate example, and then I'll go to Paul. But, but Jesus came to earth as, as God himself, or a, an arm of God, an extension of God, one of the, one of the Godhead, one of the Trinity. And uh, I was talking to a doctor today, by the way, and he says, uh, I says, you know, he says, he says, Jesus is God. He says, but you as a father or leader of your family, you are the father over the son in your family. You are the husband to the wife. You are the owner of the house. Those are all examples of three different areas, but you're still the one person. You're still Steve Titch. You're still Bill Cox. I thought, that's a very interesting way of putting it. God is God over the universe. Jesus is his, his form on the earth that died for us and, and gave us our salvation. The Holy Spirit is himself living inside of each of us, guiding us. But what I'm getting here is that Jesus, Jesus had everything at his fingertips. He was the power of creation. He came and he subjected himself to the humiliation of being a mortal first. <laughs> Number two, then he came, and, but he did it out of love. He taught the people who were poor, who were humble, who needed his help and his love, and he knew who he was the whole time. He did not let the Pharisees offend him. Once in a while, he'd throw out a quirk to them. Once in a while, he'd pick on them. And, uh, but for the most part, he did not, he did not, kill anybody when he could have. He says, I can call a legion of angels that would come down and help me right now. I believe when one of the apostles asked him about, about going through the cross and dying, he says, don't you know I can call what a legion of angels and they would deliver me? But that wasn't why I was here. I knew my purpose. I was sent to be the salvation from God. And, and then so I tur we turn to Paul, and we look at Paul, and the Paul expresses it completely different. He says, 
the the he has to face the same Pharisees that irritated the heck out of Jesus, except now they they say mm-hmm. that they are Christians. He faces those same Pharisees that want to want to place all these detailed requirements on the people, and which one of which is circumcision, Steve said, and then, then cooking food the certain way, mm-hmm. kosher food, and and living certain ways and not hanging out with the Gentiles, not hanging out with people who are unclean or prostitutes like Jesus did. And he says, uh, he says, you know, Jesus knocked me off my horse and everything I believed in was gone. And who the crap do you think you are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me that. Yeah, well, I mean, well, he's, 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 he's and, and uh, that's a nice way of saying that, it. You know, that's correct. I, I, Robert is in here, uh, and maybe, and, and, and so I'm going to take a risk and, and kind of speak for him for a bit, but I can. Now, there's no, there's no nicer guy I know. Uh, and he's certainly an exemplary Christian. Uh, you'll see him on projects around the church. He educates yep. the youth. Uh, he, he puts a, a lot of people in front of himself. But he's, when he's out in Dubuque at a plant um, doing an audit and some worker walks in without his hard hat goggles and fireproof jacket, Robert will call him out and he will say, Bub, you're risking, he will just say, put your, put your, put your equipment, put your gear back on. Uh, and you know, the guy might say, yeah, I, I've been here 20 years and nothing's ever happened to me. Who are you to tell me? And Robert would tell him because I'm the guy who's telling you, I'm in charge of this. Um, and the, and, and again, that's what I'm saying. Some people think that because even in fact he might get called out the guy the guy might say hey robert i hear you're a christian how you you're supposed to be humble you're supposed to get along to go along and let me tell you this christians should not christians should be graceful humble but when it comes to certain things we shouldn't we we don't go along to get along and here is, here is Paul's example here. He is, he is not saying, hey, you know, the, these guys who are coming in, you know, it's just another point of view. But, but let me tell you mine, and, and maybe I'll persuade you that mine is better. Um, and, you know, those guys, and then you, then you go off and weigh it among yourselves, have a vote, decide who, you know, what you want to do. He doesn't, you know, he says, guys, these guys are wrong. I'm right. And what's worse you know, you, 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 these guys, there should be a curse upon them. And if you ever hear me talking like this, there'll be a curse on me. I mean, he's, so that's, that's, that's what's, that's what I think one of the important takeaways is because sometimes, often, and I'm not just talking in religious uh, terms, we on the job or with our family or with the social situations, we know something that's right. We know it as truth. We, we know it, and sometimes we're a little afraid to speak up. But we should follow Paul's example here. Um, or we, uh, well, yeah, interesting. And I know you... And I'm, and, and I'm not just talking about, you know, religious discussion. I'm talking, uh, the, 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 the Pharisees not only said they needed to be 
Jews or become Jews, they insulted Paul, big time. Not, they insulted him, and they, how, how do you, how do you hurt a person? You hurt them in a way that they cannot respond to you. For instance, if somebody were to attack me, folks, I'm bald. And they say, Mike, what do you know? You're bald. <laughs> yeah, the old, the old. <laughs> you're no authority, but, you're just a bald You're just a bald yeah, you, you know, what do you think? You're, got, well, you're getting well, a very dubious look because right, well, you have more hair. <laughs> what the Jews did, folks, and, and, and again, we, we didn't touch on this, but but really, got, I think what helped get Paul even angry was the fact they said he, Paul was not a true apostle. Oh. They said, mm -hmm. Paul, you were not there with the 12 that followed Jesus. You didn't walk with him. You didn't come around till afterward. And, and, and if you did learn about Jesus, it was through some malaligned <laughs> educator or, or some unintelligent person who had <laughs> flaws and they taught you about Jesus. And that grace was the only way you had to get to heaven through Jesus. So your teachings and your education about Jesus are incorrect. So what they do, they attack him. They attack him in a way that he cannot defend himself. But what does he do, Steve? He ignores them. <laughs> he doesn't even address that. That didn't bother. Mm -hmm. No, that's not true. He did address that part. He said, he said, I was knocked off my horse by Jesus. I was given the gospel from God. The message itself of the gospel is from God. And then I taught it with God's strength. So what he didn't what he didn't touch was their 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 doctrine that they needed to mm -hmm. circumcise everybody and become Jews. He just went around and completely blew past it. But but the anger Paul expresses, folks, is is like somebody attacking you and says, "Oh, you can't do that. You're fat." I mean, that that's <laughs> yeah, just, it's, a, it's a dirty way of thing. right. It's a dirty it's a, way of attacking a person. It's, it's ad hominem Physi mm -hmm. physics. Instead of their mm -hmm. their knowledge of education, uh, but anyway, Paul had been originally a Pharisee, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, and he now everything, folks, he knew, everything he believed in was ripped out from him, and he had started new. In fact, he studied for three years before he ever started mm -hmm. preaching the gospel. I believe he went to Egypt mm -hmm. and studied for three years. So, so just for that, and he said. Everything I know, everything I believe about Jesus Christ was given to me from God the Father. Bill? Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors, pastors and, and church, church leaders. leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is podcast number 314. We're talking Speak Truth Fearlessly. And one thing about truth and about 
Paul in this particular situation is he knew he had the truth. I think that's one thing about, and I'll throw myself right under the bus. I don't necessarily know that I have the authority to correct people. Um, like I've said before, uh, devotion and commitment to faith should make it easier, but that part of it is not easy for me. It's probably one of those crooks in the bend that will not get smoothed out in me. I'm, I'm just not that guy. I'm not that guy. However, some people do understand my faith in the way I respond to things. For example, like Paul getting ridiculed. When I was in high school, I had some dudes that were trying to uh, <clears throat> make fun of me and make me disrespect me, make me feel bad. And I was walking out of wrestling practice of all things. And they go, there goes church boy. You know what? I still could have kicked their ass. I didn't right then. But, uh, but you know what? It didn't bug me. Go ahead. It, that does not, that, that's, that's not a snide remark to me. That doesn't, that doesn't slight me in the least, you know. But that's the thing, and I, I think part of this lesson uh, is the how to be authentic, mm -hmm. too. And just like, and, I, and I'm, I see, I haven't worked with Izzy in a, probably a year or so now, but I just, the pride that he would get out of doing a paint job. And that's just, and you think about some Christian people, it's like it's not even work. It's just them. It's, they, they've either done it for so many years or it's just, it's just a part of them. And it's how to go through life just graciously. And I think a lot of times I, <laughs> as a man, mm -hmm. lack that. And go around the room and get some uh, takeaways from this lesson. Uh, Michael Cropper. Folks, the gospel is good news because it gives us everything we need to be forgiven. To become a new person, uh, to know God, to discover God's will for our lives. It gives us the desire to change. It frees us to live in his grace. What God had done in and through Jesus is irreplaceable and not reproducible. Also, we thank God there is no need to add good works to our salvation or self-effort as a prerequisite to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Now, with man up, folks, uh, we try to apply everything we've been presenting to you in such a way, in a practical way, in a manner that will will mean something to you that maybe you can apply in everyday life. And I took some comments I made at the end of podcast 310. If you listen to that, you will hear these comments. So so let me tell you uh, uh, just a few tips I had on how to show God's grace as men. And this, the reason I'm going to say this again, because... It requires meekness. It requires that you know who you are to do some of these things and believe in who you are. 
first of all, uh, a, a good thing to show God's grace is to volunteer to help or write a thank you note to someone or walk a dog with someone who needs your help to do that. Also, hold the door open for people. Also, maybe send an encouraging text or a note to somebody who is down and you know is un unhappy. Maybe leave a candy treat for someone. Send flowers to a sick person. Offer to babysit for a single mom. Call your, I don't know if Bill and I could do that, folks. I'm going to be real, <laughs> realistic there. But that's a nice thought anyway. Uh, call your grandparents. Pick up trash around the neighborhood. Donate clothes, books, or toys. Bring a latte to a friend. Smile at people. Give an anonymous gift. Say hello to people you pass at work. And say please and thank you. Do someone else's chores and give someone a hug. Put someone else ahead of yourself. Put their needs or requirements ahead of what you would like to do. And let everything go. If someone does something wrong to you, I'm not saying hit you on the face, but if they say a bad comment to you, let it go. Respond to others with grace and calmness. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch? Yes, and I'd, I'd like to go back to something you, you said uh, before the break, Bill, uh, that that you, you don't feel you have the full authority to declare what's truth and what's not, which I think is, is the right attitude. Um, there's, there's that humility against, um, that must be measured against a uh, righteous assertion. I, I'm looking here at the particulars of Galatians, and what Paul is, is standing up for here are, are facts. Um, that that we know through the Gospels. Now, the Galatians may have been maybe may the earliest bit of the of the New Testament we have the, the of of all the writings. But I, I look back at Matthew, uh, the Great Commission, um, Matthew uh, 28, 28 uh, 18, uh, All all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. This idea, and Paul isn't getting into deep theology here. He isn't arguing, you know, what this means or that means. He's saying Jesus, his Lord and God, declared a new covenant. And to, to say we have to go back to the old ways isn't what it was about. And you can go, and, and there's nothing in the, in the Gospels that contradict this. Um, now, where, where I'll go, uh, and, and where I'm taking this is, is that I, I certainly am not going to sit here and try to interpret Scripture and declare as the truth. But where I take that is what I've learned just about what's in the Bible. And kind of where I get my hackles up, like with Paul, is when I hear people who are either Christians or non-Christians talking about things that are not in the Bible or saying the Bible says this and it doesn't say this or it's just an interpretation or one of the big things is, oh, the Bible, Jesus never said he's the son of God. This was something that, you know, people that, that these, the church made up in, in, in 
in the fourth century. And we know we go back to our Christmas podcast. Jesus was accepted as the Son of God from the start, and he's and that's he he's said he was the Son of God. He said he was there to to fulfill the law, which is what Paul will pick up in in Galatians. So. Paul is speaking about truth he knows and has experienced. And it is definitive in this case. And I know in our culture, we're getting very, you know, namby-pamby about, uh, about facts, about history, about even now these days, science and mathematics are suddenly, you know, under question, which is, which is getting a little scary. And I mean, so... So as, as Christians, we, we know 2 plus 2 equals 4. And so if somebody comes along and says 2 plus 2 equals 5, you have to say, no, that's not debatable. And likewise, and, and, and maybe turning to matters of faith, um, you, you, can, you can believe the gospel or not, but you can't decide the gospel means something that it isn't. Even, even an atheist, an educated atheist, will always say that, yes, in the gospels, Jesus is presented as the Son of God. Okay. <laughs> and so there you, there you are. And, and so we as Christians shouldn't be afraid to stand up for what we know in the Bible is true. <laughs> Excellent, and thanks so much for tuning in to Nurture Chancers, and once again, thanks so much to our sponsors, supporters, and of course, Magic Mind. So on behalf of our producer, Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, my name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate it and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or NurtureChancers.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, Check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service it's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org and start Sunday mornings at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. Find one that is meant only. If there isn't one, start one. And don't take any church answers. We will see you next time. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.